Hi, I'm Mary Michael. Welcome to the Innovate Your Life podcast. This is a weekly podcast where we are constantly inventing through actionable insights to live your best life. Join our weekly podcast for inspirational stories and many innovative blueprints that can help you reach your goals further and faster. Hello, and welcome to our podcast series called Who's in Your Pit Crew? This is where we'll explore the aspects of building your dream team and managing chaos so you can focus on your best life. This idea of building a dream team or a pit crew did not become so important until I joined what I call Team Parent. And with the journey of raising a family with a culture and values, while at the same time rising up to the challenges of a career, I sometimes say it's like a tango dance of managing chaos and having a pit crew would be amazing so we can dance in tune and ultimately achieve life's goals. The best question someone ever asked me was, who was in my pit crew? At first I thought I could do everything without a dream team. That was such a limiting belief ingrained deep into my mind. And I was pretty much wrong in my assumption that I could be a super mom. As soon as I learned what it meant to be a parent and managing a demanding schedule, sleep deprived, I now realize the value of a dream team and a pit crew driving the same values and acting as a team so we can all live our best life. And when I mean our best life, I also want to mention that it means me time as well or taking care of my sanity. I had to visualize myself as a race car driver. And if I needed to be able to perform at my best possible self. Then, could I be expected to change a tire during the middle of a race and still keep up with the other race car drivers? Absolutely not. A race car driver would go insane if he or she was expected to do everything. This is seriously why parents need a pit crew. There is a wise old saying that says, if you wanna go slow, go alone. If you wanna go fast, go together. This applies to race car drivers, and it also applies to teams that have great attitude and want to see a win-win and work together. This is exactly what I wanted for my family. So I started to look at how I could delegate, which was not easy to do. But also, I wanted to create a winning team environment where not only do I succeed, but my whole entire family succeeds, and anyone who joins my family would win as well. Finding a caregiver to be part of my team parent was not easy at all, and I completely failed a couple times, with trying daycare to trying a nanny, then trying to find somebody absolutely perfect to join the team. For many of my colleagues, this, they sometimes say, feels like a full-time job, and it can take up much of your time, even some of your vacation time, sick time, holidays, it all goes into finding that reliable caregiver. It was not until a colleague mentioned that I tried the au pair program. At first, my gut said no, I don't want anybody living in my house. And the stories that are posted everywhere about young adults looking for another place to party besides their own home country. At first, I was absolutely opposed. Also, my kids were under the age where getting an au pair was even harder. But I actually learned that it was the best thing and my assumptions were wrong. I also had other host parents mentor me in the way, in the way I screened for my dream team. So since becoming a host mom, I am now 
less stressed and can actually think about doing some type of podcast like this one. So my goal is, is with this podcast that we share stories with best practices on how to ultimately build your dream team, or as I say, the family pit crew. Because if we can all share, it's just like that wife saying, if you want to go slow, go alone. If you want to go fast, go together. So let's team up host parents and let's find the best possible family pit crew. Hello, welcome back uh, to Innovate Your Life with Mary Michael. And I also have our guest, Lisa, on. Um, So we're going to talk about Halloween. And it's kind of special this year because we get to do Halloween virtual. So we're going to put on our creative juices, or we may have drinking some creative juices to come up with this episode. And basically what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about all the fun things that you can do with your hair on Halloween in a virtual setting and also within your home which is safe from COVID. All right, so the first question that I have is, what can you do that is virtual and safe at home to help our other families start to brainstorm? Yeah, so I think the first one I do always anyways, and I think people are doing even more this year because of quarantine and feeling like we don't wanna kill the festivities and that is decorating. Um, this is like weeks of activity for my family because we really live it up. We love Halloween. We've got tons of decorations. Um, one case in point, actually my, my au pair of those that I love Halloween so much. This was my birthday present last year. So he will be proudly displayed at my- What's the name of this skeleton dog? Oh no, I think they all gave him different names and I don't remember. I'm going to have to ask them. I'm sure my daughter will give him um, food names like cupcake or brownie and my au pair will... Maybe that's the last brownie he ate. Yeah, he ate a poison brownie and then he came to my house. So, you know, that's a really fun thing. And um, one of the cool things with having a pair in the house, I don't know about every country, but a lot of countries don't celebrate Halloween quite like America does. And it's something that they've seen on TV, but haven't got to experience. So I know my au pair was super excited and we're always excited about Halloween. So as soon as October 1st rolled around last year and a little bit this year, we start breaking out all the decorations, getting out the spooky cobweb all over. We get um, cheap and some stuff is really cheap, like window decorations for 99 cents. You can get those little sticky jelly window things and put them all over your windows. I'm sure this lots of cool crafts you can make to hang up in the house and their activity for you and your up hair. But we just love decorating. So um, it's probably, it takes us, if we put all the time together, I think two full weekends, put all our decorations out. Yeah, <laughs> everybody comes around from our neighborhood um, all from afar to like take pictures in front of our house. It's kind of a point of fun and pride for us that we've got more inflatables and cobwebs and all kinds of cool spooky stuff that is a little bit scary, but also just fun and festive. So I think that's my first virtual tip. How about you, Mary? What do you do? All right. So this year, um, what I decided to do is besides carving pumpkins, which is fun, we're actually going to do a Halloween t-shirt decorating contest. Ooh, fun. Yes. So I went to Michael's yesterday. They had t-shirts, um, like orange ones, black ones, and I got 
puff paints of all different glow-in-the-dark colors nice. and we're gonna see who can come up with the best t-shirt and uh, we'll show it off and yeah. take some votes so that's uh, something that we're gonna do a little bit different this year um, another idea that we have is we are going to uh, do a little virtual costume party so we've invited friends and family um, on a virtual day uh, just basically for a half hour where we're gonna do a costume contest and so um, my au pair loves costumes uh, so, <laughs> it's a new thing because you know they kind of had life without Halloween um, which is kind of boring so now when they come here they've got to like let it all out so we find costumes and we probably have about 25 costumes in my house right now um, you know you name it we probably got it and anything that's on sale after uh, Halloween we definitely go pick it up that's a huge um, tip right there Always exactly after Halloween at least pick up one or two costumes and decorations as soon as Halloween's over <laughs> definitely so um, hopefully next year her parents can partake in this um, as as well too because she'll be sending home a whole suitcase full of Halloween costumes um, which is always fun because uh, they're always like what you could buy an adult costume of Superwoman I'm like Hex, yeah you can buy anything and we yeah. have pirate costumes we have uh, firefighter costumes we have everything um, so it's, it's gonna be great um, and then also the virtual part uh, looking forward to doing virtual Halloween and being able to see everybody in my family and friends um, in their Halloween costumes. So it's another way to celebrate virtually. Yeah, mentioning costumes, that's one thing I think we all start thinking about probably in July or August, although we never make a decision. But part of the fun is just dreaming up all the stuff you can be. And then when all the fun spooky Halloween stores open, roaming through those and trying to decide what we're gonna get or looking online. Um, last year, my au pair was um, Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, I was Pikachu. My husband was a giant inflatable teddy bear. Now that is fun. It lights up and it looks like an inflatable on the lawn. And actually at the end of the night, he just stood on the lawn really still until somebody walks by and then he moves and he scares the heck out of them. Pretty cool. Um, on that note, I was the state puff marshmallow man one year. Ooh, Same nice. kind of thing inflatable. It was really cool. We've had some really cool costumes. So it's kind of fun to see who can, uh, I'll do the other every year. For a while, our family did matching costumes, but now with an eight and six year old, or eight and seven, my daughter said her birthday last weekend. <laughs> Gotta get used to that new age. Eight and seven year old, they do not want to match. So it's a big fight on who's gonna be what and who gets mommy and daddy to match them or not. So, but lots of fun just dreaming up what we're gonna be and seeing what everybody else is gonna be, whether it's virtual or watching people walk by the house. So love that part <laughs> definitely um so it sounds like you have a lot of fun it sounds like we'll probably have to have a halloween contest between our families um, yeah. and see who's got creative juices running um, that we'll might be, be fun pictures on that <laughs> exactly <laughs> we'll be sharing pictures on the blog definitely of all the fun halloween costumes now hey it's mary michael here okay i hope you're enjoying this episode as much as i am as we enter into a pit stop break, I thought it might be a good time to tell you about some of the resources to live your best life and where you can find them on our website. As you build your dream team, or as I say, your family pit crew, I've worked with many successful host parents on how they interview to find a true team player to be part of their family pit crew. After a few years of research and some trial and error on my part, I've come up with the ultimate interview guide with over 150 questions to ask potential au pair. Also, I give you a step-by-step -step guide on how to conduct the interviews and how to even interview the parents of the pair. 
That's right, you heard me correctly. I actually interview the parents of the au pair. That has been one of my secrets of finding the best au pair has been getting to know their parents. Upon researching and interviewing host parents, nine out of 10 felt like they were not asking the right questions. Don't let this be you. As you build your dream team, every family is unique and make sure that you get the right match with your family. You can find the interview guide on our website at innovateology.com. That's www.innovateology.com under team parent and check out our ultimate interview guide. If you're driving, please don't write this down. Keep driving. Once your car is parked, you'll find all the links located in our show notes. Okay, now back to the show. Okay, so movies. We all know that they that au pairs have watched movies of America, so they think about what it's like here. Um, tell me, what are your favorite Halloween movies? Oh my gosh. I don't know if I could pick a favorite, but... Um, What's your top love, five, top three? <laughs> yeah, love love um, Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, Hocus Pocus, Hocus Pocus. And, Hocus Pocus, uh, that's a good one. Yep, that's a good one. Let's see what else. Um, just a classic, I just feel like you have to see it, is uh, Snoopy's uh, The Great Pumpkin, you know? Um, and then there's been some newer ones my kids have started watching, like, uh, I'm not saying newer, I think it's probably three or four years old now, but it's, is it Spookly, The Square Pumpkin? Good lesson in it. Have you not seen it? I have not seen that, but I'm going to take notes. That one, it, it has a good lesson. It's about, you know, it's okay not to fit in. That everyone's special and it's really cute it has talk, talking pumpkins obviously in it in fact uh last year one of our local tourist attractions took that whole spooky pumpkin theme and put it up so kind of cool so i kind of like watching a few old classics and then seeing what else comes out too how about you mary i definitely have to say hocus pocus is my favorite and I am a film critic, so like I can't sit through most movies, but Hocus Pocus, I can watch that over and over again. Um, it was just so well done that you can watch it every single year. It's one of those classics that uh, we bring back every single year. And most of the time, au pairs have never seen it because it was before their time. Um, so so uh, for them, it's a, it's a new experience. And uh, after that, they just, they're so like, really that exists Salem uh in Boston here in America you can go visit (laughs) exactly and I've actually um a couple years ago uh we were up in Boston um a weekend before Halloween um and so I thought it might be cool to go to the the Salem and go tour I've not hit that yet but it's on my list and that's really fun to do before Halloween too um and because the you can learn about history right about um what happened uh truly what happened there and um how the rumor mill spread and um, and more about witches in America that weren't really witches, but Education, um, that great history. Fun. Speaking of, we actually live, uh, obviously we live in Atlanta, but one of the suburbs around here, Roswell, is a very historic plantation area. And because of the fires and civil war, there's said to be many ghosts in Roswell. Um, in fact, even I think Theodore Roosevelt had a home there. And so they do historic ghost tours. I have never checked it out, but that's another thing, you know, having an au pair around sometimes makes me do is just kind of dig a little deeper, see what I haven't done. 
they are actually still doing tours this year and they're limiting capacity and is outdoors. So that nice. might be one, haven't decided for sure, but might be one we might hit up this year and see what kind of spooky ghosts lurk in our local area. Um, you know, there's lots of cool local tours. That's all the other things, you know, can't do this year because of COVID, but in future years and in past years, we always hit up a haunted house. We actually have one of the most famous haunted houses in America. It's been featured on Travel Channel. It's called Netherworld. And that's actually one of the few nights that we pay for a babysitter to stay at our house so that our pair can go and experience the really cool haunted house that we never miss. Uh, maybe this might be the first year we miss it. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I think corn mazes are still allowed this year um, yeah. in limited capacity. So that's always a fun thing to do. Corn mazes, pumpkin patches. Pumpkin patches as well too. We grew our own pumpkins this year, so we don't have to worry about going to the pumpkin patch. Um, so, so we're going to be carving those. That's always fun as well too, because this is the new experience. Uh, yeah. Making yeah. a face on a pumpkin and then putting a little candle in it. And you know, we do a lot. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. something you can admire all month. Think about exactly. it. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then another fun thing is uh, getting pajamas. Uh, Halloween pajamas. Ah, uh, yeah, or Halloween clothing. I exactly I overboard on this one. I know a lot of people don't want to buy clothing that you can only wear for a month. Although my daughter really owns Halloween. She was born on October 10th, and I was born on Halloween, so we're both pumpkin babies. And we went ahead, and every year I always buy her a few Halloween outfits. And for her birthday, her grandmother this year got her two more. So she's got like little orange tutu pumpkin things, and she's got like the cat with the pumpkin and my mom just bought them little uh, headbands with googly pumpkins and skeletons on them so my daughter's not afraid she wears her pumpkin cat even in the summer <laughs> we love halloween that much <laughs> hey you know what pumpkins all year round hey it's you know you have pumpkin spice that's another yep. big thing um teaching everybody about the pumpkin spice pumpkin pies yeah yeah pumpkin it is pumpkin season so we've hit uh, pumpkin spice in your lattes pumpkin spice in your uh, cereal um, so yeah. the joys of teaching that as well too, like welcome to pumpkin spice month. Uh, and that goes to baking then. So there's always fun holiday baking to do, whether you make fun um, Halloween cookies, whether that just be sugar cookies and you cut out little pumpkins or make little spooky shapes and decorate them, that can be fun. Actually my daughter au pair and mom all did that together this year. And um, my mom kind of started a tradition for almost every holiday. Making gingerbread sounds like a Christmas thing, but it is now a Halloween and Easter thing too. We do gingerbread house kits on all of those holidays. Hey, it's and a haunted house gingerbread. Last weekend. And it's just another cool thing to decorate, celebrate the holiday and stare out for the month or so before you throw it away, but it's fun. <laughs> hey, it's a pumpkin spice gingerbread house. And yeah. I'm sure, and it's, it's probably spooky as well too, because you can put some ghosts out on the front lawn. Big blow up dolls out of the front lawn. You could go crazy yeah. with it. Well, you can always add candy to it, which is what we usually do too. The kit comes with just a few things, and then we'll add, you know, some candy and other cool little decorations that we've got to it to make it extra spooky, seasonal fun. <laughs> awesome. And how about books? Do you have a favorite book? Yeah. Um, gosh, I don't know if I have a favorite. This is another one I think every year I usually pick up one or two new Halloween books that I see in a store. I don't buy a lot of books, more from the library, but Halloween specials. So I usually will pick up a, a cheaper kid Halloween book every year. We've had, I think that llama guy, was it llama, llama, llama. Yeah, the llama, llama trick or treat. Yeah, That's a good yeah. one. We have that one. 
I don't want to spoil the ending, but it's cute. We've read that many times. Um, oh, something really cool. Like both of the grandparents have gotten our kids is customized um, Halloween books that say what state. So we have a Florida and a Georgia Halloween book. And it's like a spooky train and it rides not first through our town but then through major cities in our state. And it talks about all the ghouls and goblins that get on and it mentions like key locations in our state, which is fun for our kids. And it's also a good learning experience for our au pairs. They read that as a bedtime story so they can see cool places in our state and feel a little festive. So I guess those are some fun ones for me. How about you? So I'm gonna put these all up on the show notes because there's no way anybody's gonna be able to do this, but I'll actually put the YouTube link because sometimes it's hard to get those books right now and you don't wanna to go to the library or whatever. Um, so we actually do YouTube books. Uh, someone reads them um, mm -hmm. and we just watch them. But uh, Little Blue Trucks Halloween is yes. a good one. I've yep. got that one. That is yep, that's a fun that one. <laughs> um, another one, it's by an author that's written a couple series, um, but his first one was like Creepy Carrots. Oh, yes. I haven't, I haven't got that one yet. And then he came up with another one. I'm looking at it. I think it's called A Creepy Pair of Underwear. Oh, I'm sure the kids will enjoy that. <laughs> yes. It's very, it's, it's kid humor. Uh, totally like they were laughing all last night when we were showing the creepy carrots and how basically uh, he has to figure out how to keep the creepy carrots from following him. And so it's kind of a creative ending. Um, the creepy underpants thing kind of sounds interesting for, you know, uh, a five-year-old. <laughs> Anything that has to do with underwear or toilet. Yeah. Last time I explained Captain, Captain Underpants to my parents, they were very confused. <laughs> There's a, another one called Stumpkin. Um, and then The Scariest Book Ever. Uh, and then How to Make Ghost Friends. Um, there's another one called Click Clack Book. So like it's about those boo, like Click Clack Boo. Um, there's like Click Clack, you know, it's a whole series of books about a cow. Uh, cows that are, you know, mischievous in their barn, uh, typing or making a book or going to a, a carnival and singing there. Um, so uh, that's another great one. That's very simple for kids. Um, Pete the Cat, Trick or Treat. Oh yeah. And there's like Berenstein Bears. There's Both of those. Um, that series. There was an old lady who swallowed a bat. That's yes. A my mom got that for my kids about two years ago. We read it every year. <laughs> so what I'll do is I'll post this because we could go on forever about all the fun kids books because you you are could right. read You're one. Me. I had a little bit of brain block when we first started talking, but those are all great books. I, I've definitely read about 70% of them and they're worth repeating. <laughs> exactly. So what I'll do is I'll put all of those books and the links to the YouTube videos, which are great to just, if you don't have the book, it's okay. You don't have to go to the store. Um, it's really fun to do. And I do one every single night just to get ready for Halloween. Or sometimes we might repeat uh, a book if the kids not? really love creepy carrots or the scary <laughs> underpants. Um, <laughs> and go. then for older kids, another one is the Goosebump series. Oh, yes. So I think this was like back during our time. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're dating ourselves, but um, sometimes I give the Goosebumps series to the au pairs to read because uh, it's it's an easier English level, but um, it's yeah. also easier for them just to read through and kind of get like American literature. Yeah, so, yeah actually um, the, the Goosebumps movie that came out, what, like four or five years ago? My son for like two years, I think when he was like five or six, he loved that actually. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a fun, um, and also, you know, older kids can read them as well too. So, yeah. uh, that's a fun one. They're not too scary. <laughs> so I understand you have a birthday on Halloween. I do. What, so are, how, what, what do you do normally? And then what are, what's, what's happening this year? Or do you know? Oh, I know. <laughs> We're not letting COVID spoil Halloween. So, um, we always, uh, well, before kids, we used to have a big Halloween bash. Everyone came over dressed up in costume. I made all my adult friends dress up. That was pretty fun. Um, once kids came, still dressed up in costume, but of course kids like trick-or-treating. So we have done trick-or-treating every year. And then at the end of the night, I get to do something fun for me, which is I love the Cheesecake Factory. So go in costume to the Cheesecake Factory and then end the night with the candy. Right. So this year, um, trick or treating is not canceled in our area. And so we're actually looking at not knocking on doors, but anybody who's got bowls or the little tube things that can deliver candy that we'll collect that we're going to get mass costumes. Um, obviously just stay in our group. We're not going to go in the big groups like we've done in other years. Usually, uh, you know, all the boys in the neighborhood go together and all the girls do, but this year I think it will be a smaller nuclear, uh, family just going down the street together and uh, admiring all the decorations and the candy that is out for what is and uh, and then go to the Cheesecake Factory again so it should be fun <laughs> so talking about the virtual thing there's probably a few other virtual ideas to talk about I know you mentioned you're kind of having a virtual party Mary and I've seen that idea up quite a bit with virtual Halloween costumes and some other games that you can play, like um, Halloween Bingo, where everybody gets a little card and you have to say like, you know, who's dressed up for costume, who's dressed up for Halloween when they were an adult. You can mark that one off, you know, find people's names. So that might be fun. Um, just sharing uh, any kind of spooky decorations. Maybe you have a wall behind you and see who decorates it the best, those kind of things. But I know you're doing costume contest. Any other thoughts on virtual fun? So another virtual fun is sometimes if you make a whole batch of spaghetti and sticking like weird things in there like tomatoes and having the au pair close your eyes and see like, can you find the eyeball? <laughs> and I'm sure the kids will have fun. The kids love it too, because yeah. they have to, they have to, you know, feel around uh, for eyeballs and whatever else I can find at Michael's. Like we have um, like rubber fingers in there and stuff. So it's, it's tons of fun. Yeah, my, my kids are already having a lot of fun torturing our au pair. The only thing she's terrified of are spiders. And we have tons of big fake spiders. I think you might be seeing over there. I have a huge fake spider. I don't know if you can see that, but we have like three or four of them and they love pranking her. They've been hiding it around the house for the last week or two and seeing where she pops up and gives a shriek and it's a lot of fun for them. Maybe not as much for Yeah, them. we have real spiders in our house, so that's... <laughs> There's occasional those here too. There's occasionally a scream that comes when you're like, okay, it's just a spider. Just put a cup over it. We'll get it outside. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> and we have, we have praying mantises too. Those are fun to we watch. Um, We're in the so, South. We got all kinds of bugs here. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, bugs are fun. Um, they still last around Halloween. So uh, real, yeah. fake. We got both of them. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> uh, so another fun uh, virtual uh, virtual Halloween is um, how can you get a hold of a friend uh, and basically 
for us, uh, it's how we can reach out to different friends. So what we do is we try and put a list of five people that we want to reach out to uh, and put on our Halloween costumes and just make them smile. So <laughs> it's something fun. Um, I know, you know, it's everybody to everybody how much time you have, but what we try and do is we try and include the au pairs family in it. So one of the five people that we chose was in the family um, to just basically uh, have them either guess what we are <laughs> um, or because <laughs> a lot of times we just dress up in like random outfits and uh, you know I just from the 80s. yeah I pretend like I really can't speak and so I just say hey guess what I am um, it's kind of fun like they're like I have no idea like what what, did, what happened to you um, so we do that uh, it's kind of another fun like random you know way to just make sure that you're keeping in touch with people um, and making sure that they're still part of your life that you haven't forgotten about them the holidays and festivities just including your au pair they don't always have to participate but asking them to participate and um, telling them why you do what you do and when you're gonna do it so that they can experience and be prepared and then hopefully enjoy it <laughs> and, and another um, part of the people that we do call and we try and involve is any previous au pair that has um, been amazing or you know yeah. we try and include them as well every single year in any of our activities so uh, whether we have a virtual Halloween party uh, we always just make sure that they're a part of it as well too um, and that because you can do this now from around the world you can broadcast your parties um, and, and at the parties we also try and do something virtual so sometimes we do have Kahoot games with Halloween trivia um, the parents usually go crazy over that so when you set up your party we actually have like an agenda um, so we announced that hey we're gonna be having a costume party if you want to participate there's an Amazon gift card so and then I have a polling because you know we do this at work all the time we do polls so I actually have a poll that's set up you know with family number one two three that has already RSVP'd and said I am totally dressing up um, and so we have this and we actually uh, you know limit it so there's one vote for a family so it's based on like you know IP addresses so it's kind of fun. I'll send all that information. I'll put it in the meeting notes. And then the next thing that we do is we do Halloween trivia. So Kahoot, you can do Halloween trivia. Um, you can already get a pre-assigned uh, Kahoot or you can make it up yourself. A lot of times I like to make it up myself because I try and do like world trivia of Halloween. Yeah. Um, since we have au pairs from around the world. Uh, and sometimes we'll try and include the family or you know the family and so some of the questions might be in French some of the questions might be in another language who knows but we've got Google Translate you um, so, so we do that Halloween charades Halloween Pictionary yeah, exactly you can, do that. you can think of and then just label it Halloween and that's the thing um, exactly and involve people um, and you can do this totally virtual you can do it anywhere uh, and keep it you know 30 40 minutes and it's tons of fun we make tons of great memories um, we usually sometimes record the meetings as well too and uh, you know for the family members that couldn't join us just to say hey happy Halloween this is what we did yeah. um, have a good laugh uh, and so uh, another item is um, what is it we, you can play pretty much any game like you said just turn it into Halloween um, another one is like Halloween cards like what would you do if you're a witch what would you do if you're a ghost um, fun things for the kids to answer. Um, a lot of times they come up with really creative answers that you're like, yeah. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> so there's tons of fun games out there. We'll post links to all of this, uh, great links uh, that you can do virtually and how to set up these virtual calls so you can keep in touch with your family members. Any other fun tips that you have? You know, I mean, 
there's tons of ideas out there and I think we've hit a lot of the key ones. I like, you know, still love the traditional things, but you can just make it virtual by, you know, sending pictures, having video, doing drive-bys, uh, drive-throughs, drive-bys don't sound Yeah, <laughs> drive-bys, they, drive they don't, they don't, for COVID it may be okay, but we <laughs> sometimes have to clarify what a drive-by actually means. <laughs> um, so a creative drive-by, drive like a birthday drive-by, a Halloween drive-by, uh -huh. there are no eggs drive involved. Drive-by or drive-through, to you know, see your decorations. Maybe you could all stand out there and wave with your costumes. So maybe the neighborhood could do it if they all arranged it through your association to just you know everybody stand up, drive by, go exactly. on the house decorated, something like that. So I think those are some of my top tips. But I mean, I think anything you've done before, you can always just put it up on video and and share the the festivities. Definitely. So. Um, what people will probably hear as well, um, because Lisa won't hear this, but when it's fully edited, there's going to be sound effects all throughout this podcast. So it's going to be hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to what comes out of this. Um, so with that, I think we've, we could do a wrap and say, hey, we just went through our whole creative juice ideas of what to do for Halloween. Um, you got basically two host moms here talking about what we've done in the past and what we're going to do during this season to make it absolutely the best Halloween ever um, for 2020 um, and beyond. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to stop recording. This podcast, like others, is helping document the host family life and how it's been a positive impact for not only being a cultural exchange program, but also as a way to open up boundaries for the next generation. If you're a host family, we want to hear from you, and we would love for you to join our podcast and share your story. Our goal is to share positive stories that change lives forever and support cultural diversity and inclusion within our families, and ultimately hopefully make an impact to save the J-1 visa program. Visit our website under Team Parent for more details on how to contact us and get on our podcast. Until then, go Team Parent! listening to the Innovate Your Life with Mary Michael. Tune in again to learn more about how you can innovate your life and realize your purpose and dreams and live your best life. Visit www.innovateyourlife.today. A special thanks to those that make this show possible. Our show is produced by Melissa, the master artist. Our co-host is Linda, the collaborator, catalyst, and connector. And our show is recorded and edited in the spare time of Mary Michael. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon.